Praise the Lord. Come on, let's go ahead and give Jesus a big clap offering this morning. God is good. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go ahead and stand and put our hands together this morning. Let's go ahead and stand. I'm going to ask you to, to stand this morning as we prepare, as we give the Lord another clap offering. Oh, it's a Sunday morning celebration service. And, uh, man, uh, it is nothing short of a privilege to be able to preach this morning, to be able to come up here and communicate the, the word of the Lord. How many can say amen? What a powerful morning we've had this morning. Amen. The presence of God is here. You can't help but to sense his presence that's here this morning. And then um, uh, uh, I wanted to mention, uh, you heard Pastor, everybody heard Pastor Kevin when they were talking about the candy in the back. And his container is the, the, up to, it's, it's, he's winning right now. He's leading. Did you hear him go, ooh? <laughs> but watch this. I heard that out of Patricia and Pastor, I don't know how true it is. Pastor Kevin, Patricia, Ernan, that, and Tommy, that Tommy raised the most finances for the United We Can event. So I think we got to give Tommy a big clap offering, amen? Everybody failed to mention that. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I don't know how true that is. I, I'm sure it's true. I found out this morning. But then you know Gilly's a plumber, right? Plumbers make good money, so Gilly might have just went. <laughs> you know, you never know. So, we'll see, you know. I also want to thank the Lord this morning for this opportunity to uh, preach. Like I mentioned a moment, and thank Pastor Kevin. Speaking of Pastor Kevin for the invite to preach this morning. So if you're a little bummed out because Pastor Kevin's not preaching this morning, you got one minute to exit the doors. No, I'm just kidding. No, we want you to stay here because how many know the Lord just uses us as vessels, as instruments, and it's God's words that, that communicates. It's his, his words that articulates. Ultimately, how many can say amen? Even though his shoes are big shoes to fill, and I'm just going to be myself here this morning. And I'm not trying to... So anybody shoot Pastor Kevin's a man of his, in, his, in his own uh, area. Amen? His own level. Hallelujah. John chapter 10, verse 10. And we're going to have you have a seat in a minute. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to its full. In 1 Peter chapter 4, 5, and verse 8, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Every head bowed and every eyes closed. Father, we thank you once again for all that has taken place here this morning. God, where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst. And Father, there is no doubt that the power of your might is here. You desire to take us to another level. You desire to speak right into our hearts as individuals. But yet, on a corporate level, God, you desire to do something tremendous with this, with this part of the body of Christ right here at 310 East Arbor Vida Street. We love you this morning. We praise you. And in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, we all say amen. You can go and have your seats this morning. Now, in the sports world, especially with today's technology, before a team faces their opponent, it is very common and I think a very wise thing for teams to study their opponent for teams to really study their opposition. They, and they do this. I, they do it as a team before and after games, and then they could do it on an individual basis. We see that a lot in boxing. Before a boxer goes into the ring to fight his, his opponent, he will study that opponent. We see it a lot now in baseball and in football, where during an actual game, you'll see the player uh, grab a handheld computer pad and he goes off to the sideline somewhere, amen, to study the previous, previous play or the previous plays to study their opponent. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? 
After games, you'll hear it a lot on TV where a player is interviewed. Hey, last game you were doing so good. What made you strike out three times this game? You know, what, what, what was it that caused it? Was it your swing? And the player normally will give a brief answer, but then he'll say, after his brief answer, he'll say, I got to go back and watch the film. I'll know more when I go back and watch the film. You ask a coach, you were leading 23 to 3 in the fourth quarter. What was it that caused you to lose the game? Was it the final three plays that you made? And after a brief answer, the coach will say, he'll give his brief answer. And then right after that, he'll say, but I'll know more when I go back and watch the film. Anybody ever hear that before? To see how they were approached. To see how they were moved on. To see the, the different methods that were used against their individual lives. To see the different angles that the opposition would come at them with. How opposition likes to hit. Or perhaps to really evaluate and really check out the different plays that were called against them. Are you following me this morning? But they also do it to study how they handled each situation. How they might have slipped up or gave in or missed the right play. Not to mention what they could do to get better the next time opportunity presented itself. Anybody here this morning want to get better? This morning, opposition, what it means, it means resistance. It means a group of adversaries this morning. It also means a rival or a conflict to be to set against. This is some serious stuff. Amen? Right? It also means a strong disagreement, combating, to actively resist or re to refuse to comply with. It also means to disapprove uh, or attempt to prevent. Now, at the beginning of the year, in 2019, the Lord put it in Pastor Kevin's heart to create this theme called growth. We see it right there on the mirror when you walk in the foyer. We can see it touched on right here on the banner. Amen. And I've been with Pastor Kevin now for a long time, and it's very rare he, he creates a theme for the year. But he did this year. And then not only did the Lord put it in his heart to create a theme for the year called growth, but then the Lord put it in his heart to create topics for each month. Create topics for each month. Amen. And for months, we've been hearing message after message, teaching after teaching on these particular topics. For instance, in January, we had spirituality. In February, we, had, we, we heard a lot on grace. And in March, we heard about serving. In April, we heard about wellness. Amen. In May, we heard about prayer. And in June, we heard about faithfulness. And in Ju July, we heard about fellowship. And, last, and then in August, we heard a lot about maturity. Message after message. Teaching after teaching. And I say teaching because we got a lot of great teachers here that not only preach, but they teach as they preach the word of God. How many can say amen? Right? Now, all this month, we've been hearing about knowing or knowledge and I've been sitting there in my chair, and I, I knew my date was coming, and I, 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 I admire every message. I think the, the priority is what we've been hearing, and that is to go deeper with Christ. That is to grow in your foundation in Him. That is to be a student of your word. How many can say amen? Right? Man, we've been hearing a lot about growing up in our salvation with Jesus. And let me make, make it very clear this morning, that is the priority. That is the number one here this morning, amen, with all these messages we've been hearing, is to do Matthew 6, verse 33, and that is to seek his kingdom first and all of his righteousness so that all other things can be added unto us. Make no mistake about that. But now that we are in church this morning, and perhaps you came here with your Sunday's best on, you got your kids ready this morning, you woke up this morning excited and full of anticipation, Ready to come and experience the presence of God to be inspired from heaven. Amen. How many know you feel good when you come to church and when you leave? Amen. And if you, for those of you that put your music on on the way over here, it better not be 92.3 the beat. I hope it's the fish this morning. Amen. I hope you got your fish on. Or my daughter showed me one years ago, a couple years ago called 90, it's 92.7. It's another Christian. She said, Dad, that's more, uh, what did she say? It's more, um, uh, it, uh, man, I can't remember what she's told me. Uh, but so it, it's 92.7. 
It's more upbeat Christian music. Amen. Right? So, hey, the, the more you come, and you, you came this morning excited, or you come this morning, you know what, ready to bring your family member to Jesus, that one that's still at home, or that one that perhaps has gone astray a little bit, amen, that one that God has given you a desire for, and you know what, you've decided to be the, 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 the link breaker, the one that's going to break the perhaps curse in the family, set the example like me, how many can say amen, amen, you come this morning, you know what, man, ready to talk to Pastor Kevin, or ready to come up to this altar, man, you know what, what about that this morning? Huh? Do you think the devil is happy about that? Do you think him and all of his fallen angels, the Bible describes them as spiritual forces of evil in a, in a heavenly realm. Do you think that they're going to just sit back and allow you or allow me to bring to application the topics that have been uh, uh, preached on month after month, week after week, amen, here in Victory Outreach Inglewood? Let alone keep coming to church every week. For those of you that are here for the first time, my friend, I want you to know the devil is not happy that you got up, that you got dressed up, and that you came to church, my friend. You know what? This morning... We have to keep coming. How many can say amen? He's not going to sit back and allow us to continue standing in the gap for our family members, to continue praying for that healing for your ailment that you may have, to continue asking God to meet your need here at this altar, to continue hearing Pastor Kevin preach and Pastor Kevin preach. Are you hearing me this morning? The devil is an unhappy camper this morning. Huh? Not to mention, watch this, in October, we're going to be talking about discernment. The ability to distinguish right from wrong. To be able to discern things. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? In November, we're going to be talking about love. Agape love. I'm not talking about the other kind of love. You singles, don't get all excited and all that stuff. We're going to be talking about love. Amen? In November. And then in December, we're going to be talking about giving. Boy, you better believe that the devil is greatly incensed. You know what that word means? It means to be deeply enraged. Just like he was when he saw the Israelites, man, uh, uh, building the wall. And they were making progress. And they were rebuilding Jerusalem. The Bible says that the enemy was greatly enraged. Are you hearing me this morning? So what I feel God has put in my heart this morning amen, to preach on is growing in your knowledge of the devil. Knowing your opponent, our number one opponent, not your neighbor, not that family member, right? Not that co-worker in that cubicle three, row, three cubicles down for you. I'm talking about knowing your real number one adversary here this morning. Our number one rival not that other gang. Hello, somebody. A group of adversaries knowing our opponents. So I want to watch some film on this opposition here this morning. I want us to watch some film on this opponent. You see, because it's important that we watch film to see how he plays, to see how he likes to maneuver, to see how he likes to hit, and how he likes to scheme the body of Christ. The different angles and the different, you know, ways he comes at you and I. Are you hearing me this morning? Because I'm here to tell you this morning, the enemy plays for keeps. So it's important that we watch film to see how he kind of draws up plays that are against us this morning. Now, the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes only. Everybody say only. To steal, kill, and destroy but I've come, Jesus says, that they may have life and have it to its full. In the game of life on a daily basis, the devil wants to play against you because he wants to win and he wants to see you lose. He's not out to play around with you. He's not out to whisper sweet nothings into your ear only. He's not out to see you fail once and fail twice and then see you get back up. He's not out to see you, you know, uh, uh, make this mistake and then make that mistake and then see you uh, 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 try to straighten out your life. No, nah, man, he wants to see you fail. 
He wants to see you not succeed. Are you hearing me this morning? The devil don't want to see you obtain life here this morning. Amen? Right? The Bible says that he comes. That he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He understands his mission. He understands his purpose. And that is only to steal, kill, and destroy. He's out to steal dreams. He's out to steal, uh, uh, he's out to steal ambition. He's out to steal the enthusiasm that you came to church here this morning. Amen. He's out to steal, amen, the, 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 the very life that we have here this morning. Perhaps our kids. Amen. He's out to destroy. And this is, this is, to me, this is good film to watch. Man, when I read the word destroy, that means, that tells me he's not out to play patty cake with me. He's not out to whisper sweet nothings to me. He's out to destroy my daughter. He's out to destroy my wife. He's out to destroy my family unit. He's out to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. He's out to destroy, amen, the neighborhood, the homeboy, the drug addict, the gang member, amen. He's not out to play around with them. He's out to destroy them, my friend. Someone once said, you give the devil an inch and he'll want to be a ruler. Huh? The devil is real and he exists today. The Bible says he comes only. You know what that word comes means? To move or travel towards. That's what that word comes means right here in the Bible. Amen. He's a very influential force. He knows how to stay in steps with the times. Amen. And he plays for keeps. He's not a con he, doesn't, he doesn't wage war in a conventional manner. Amen. All the time we see it nowadays, but man, he's a, they're spiritual. Amen. He's influential in a spirit, in a realm that you cannot see, but he does exist. Are you hearing me here this morning? He knows how to stay in step with the times. And you want to know something? He plays for keeps, like I mentioned a moment ago. He don't like you. He don't like your husband. He don't like your wife. He don't like our children. He don't like what you stand for this morning. Oh, they're going to go to church again. Oh, okay. Amen. I remember when I first paroled from prison, man, I felt like the Lord was using my family in a way, my sisters. One of my sisters told me, oh, that's what you say now. That's what you say now. We'll see, we'll see what you do when you get out. Amen. You lying, stinking devil. Right? I'm telling you right now, I got out. I've been with Pastor. I've been here ever since. I paroled on a Saturday. Came to church on Sunday, and that was 22 years ago, my friend. Now you want to know something when I'm around them now? Well, I haven't seen them in a while, but before, the beers get put away, the cigarettes get turned off. Oh, excuse my language. Right? That didn't happen overnight. Are you hearing me this morning? I love my family, by the way. I haven't seen them in a while. Amen? Right? He don't like what you stand for. Can you imagine that? When you put on that radio, when you come to church, you're working on three months now. Some of you have been working on three years now, five years now. Oh, he's going, oh, okay, they're going to that altar again. Oh, now they're going to talk to Pastor Kevin seeking out advice. Oh, now I see them over there with Pastor Danny talking now. Oh, seeking out advice. Okay, you think he's happy about that? Huh? You think he's just going to sit back and allow us to grow up in our salvation, to become better people. Rest assured this morning, the higher you go as a woman of God, the higher you go as a man of God, amen, the more you acquire some character under your belt, the more you acquire some, some virtue under your belt. The more, man, you grow in honesty, and the more you're honest on that application, and the more you grow in manners and in good conduct. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm here to tell you the more you do good deeds to people, amen, and you reach out and you lend a helping hand once in a while, the more sobriety you grab under your belt. The more time, the more you stop vaping, hello somebody, amen, the more you put that thing to the side, the more you put that alcohol and push it away, the more you go and get involved in the church, in your attendance, in your relationship with Jesus Christ, you better be sure the more opposed you're going to be. Amen. I remember our founder, Pastor Sonny, drilled that in me at the World Conference in Long Beach. 
thousands of people there, but it felt like he was talking to me. The more you commit to Jesus, the more opposed you're going to be, is what he said. Amen? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. I'm going to get into self-control in a few moments here. But the word alert, amen, it, it stuck out to me. It means to be quick, to notice any unusual, potentially, doesn't say uh, danger, potentially dangerous or difficult circumstance. Potentially. Amen. And that, that's concerning for me. That's very concerning for me because I often wonder if the church of Jesus Christ or the particular individuals that attend our church here at Victory Outreach, if, if we can just kind of, we got to be very careful that we just don't kind of just live life and kind of just go with the flow of life and just kind of just jump on the same pace that the, that the, 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 that the world is kind of like traveling on just on an, on an average practical day and we're not becoming alert. We're not becoming aware. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen. Aware of potential serious danger that could be lying ahead. Amen. In any particular situation. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen. Quick to notice any unusual, potentially dangerous or difficult circumstances. I know for me, man, I've been driving around. When I've been driving around, I've been trying to be just extra sensitive. Looking around. I've been looking around and just kind of seeing the works of the devil. Amen. Not just driving around, but you can watch today's news. And, and if you're in the natural and you're just kind of going with the flow of life and just kind of tra traveling along, we can become insensitive and unaware of the reality of the demonic forces that exist today. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? And then sober mind. And I remember when I was younger than the Lord, matter of fact, probably not even too long ago, I used to say, well, the Lord wants me sober. I'm doing that, you know. Some of you read it, sober mind. Well, that means I got to stop drinking. That means no, no uh, cannabis for me. Praise the Lord. None of that. I'm doing good with that. You're doing good with that. But you want to know something? God, God wants that. We need to be sober. How many can say amen? Everybody say sober. We need to be sober. But right here what it means is someone who is serious and sensible. Serious and sensible. In other words, they ain't got time to play, game, play games when it comes down to, to, to representing Christ and to messing around with demonic affairs. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? He's serious and sensible. He has the ability to, 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 to make sound, to come up with some sound reasoning behind his choice making or her, or her decision making here this morning. To be of sober mind. It also means a person who is studious, logical, who is clear with some sound reasoning. Amen? That word studious, we know it means to be a person who studies a lot, but it also means a person who, give, who, 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 who gives careful attention to. That's what it means. So be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion to move around restlessly, especially in search of prey, in a cautious manner so as not to be seen or heard. That's the depiction of a lion. Amen. He's not in a hurry. He's always roaming around. He's always looking for some sort of prey. Right? The lion. And when he sees a prey, he don't just automatically run up to it. Right? He, he, he comes. Like the way that come came out a little while ago. Where he moves uh, forward. He, mo he moves progressively forward to. Are you hearing me this morning? That's the lion. He's not in a hurry when he sees you. He'll creep up little by little. Whisper sweet nothings to you. Amen. Whatever it may take. But he'll creep up on you. Amen. Until he's able to devour his prey. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? The devil is sly and he's slick and he's wicked. And he's out to devour. Now when I read that, I'm like, man, that's an, man this is the word. We're growing in knowledge, right? This is the word of God. Huh? You got your kid sitting next to you? He don't want to play around with them. He wants to devour. He wants to rip and rob. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? And that should incite us. Oh, man, he wants to take from my sobriety. 
He wants to make sure that I don't go back to prison. I mean, he wants to make sure that I go back to prison. He wants to make sure that I, I that, oh, I told you guys this story before, right? I was walking at a store. Uh, I forgot where I was at. I think I was at Costco or something. I saw, I saw some guy in the, what I used to know in the world. And one of the first things he said, what's up, guy, man? What's up, guy? Goes and shakes my hand. and second, what's up, man? The first thing he asked me, I kid you not, are you still in the church? Still in the church. That's the first thing he wanted to know. Amen? Completely devour. The devil is out to completely take, to completely wipe out, to constantly bombard the family, our commitments, our dedications to the Lord, our devotion to God. Amen? The altar call. Some of you have came to this altar in a long time. We need to start making altar calls. Amen. He's out to rob us as much as of, of, of from life as he possibly can. Amen. I'm talking about real true life. The life that he, Jesus talks about in John chapter 10, verse 10. Life and life to its full. The day we, we put our faith in Jesus Christ, our eternal address changed from a place known as hell to a place called heaven, my friend. It was also a day in which a real spiritual war began within our lives. Spiritual war. Conversion made our life and our heart here on earth a battlefield. Amen. So it's important, very vital this morning that we realize that not only is there a God who loves us tremendously and has great plans for us, has great future for us, but we also realize that there is a devil who hates us. And who wants to pull us back into our old ways. Now, for the sake of time, I was going to have you turn there, but I'm going to go ahead and just kind of read it. But before I read it, I'm going to go ahead and explain that a little bit. In Exodus chapter 14, we read a story about how the Israelites were coming out of Egypt. The Bible just describes that they were marching out boldly. And then the, uh, it was a situation in their lives where they're no longer in captivity. They're no longer in a place that was unproductive for their very life. They're no longer in a place that was uh, unfruitful. Amen. A place they, they had been in for many months, many days, and many years. But this morning, uh, uh, it was a place not only where they were unproductive, but it was a place where they were mistreated. A place where uh, is often described as a place of bondage and, 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 and deep oppression. Amen. Talk about opposition. They were in some severe opposition, not just for two weeks, three weeks. We're talking about many years, the people of Israel. So now in this text I'm about to read, just a few uh, verses, they're marching out boldly. They've been set free. They've been cut loose by the power of God. How many can say amen? Now, I can only imagine they're probably anticipating greater change and a brand new life and you know what man uh, uh just a, a new sense of freedom and a new sense of peace and, and joy as they're marching out of egypt moving forward away further and further away from that place now watch this i'm going to read this real quick it says when the king of egypt was told that the people had fled pharaoh and his officials changed their minds changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We, what have we done? We have lost, we have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot, he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. Watch this. He, he took 600 of his best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. Amen. So the story goes on as they're marching forward. Here comes Pharaoh and all his officials. All the officers on each chariot. And the Bible says he got his best, my friend. 
And I thought to myself, that is a, that's another part of the film to watch, man. The further we get away from Egypt and the more progress we make in life here on earth, amen, the more, man, we get closer to God, the more things we do that's productive in this life that we have, the higher we go with education, the smarter we become, amen, the more alert we become, like the Bible uh, teaches us to become, amen. You better believe, man, he's going to try to come at us with his best, with his best, huh? Right? And we know the story didn't just stop there. We know eventually Pharaoh and all of his officials got close to the Israelites. And the Bible says that when the Israelites saw them, they, got, they shook in their boots a little bit. The Bible describes them as being terrified. Moses went to the Lord and said, no, no. They, went to, they told Moses, what did you do bring us out of Egypt to, to, into this desert so that we can die? You should have left us over there so we, we had it better off over there. We can die in the, back in Egypt instead of dying in this desert. Moses, what does he do? He talks to the Lord. Lord, help. The Lord tells him, you know what, man? Tell the Israelites. You will just go ahead. First of all, he told them to stand. Tell them to stand firm. Stand firm because you're going to see the deliverance of the Lord. You want to know something? You see it on movies today. You read the rest of that chapter. The Bible says that all that day, especially through the night, the, the, the Lord created a strong east wind. Amen. As Moses obeyed, the Lord told Moses, you raise your staff. Raise that staff over that water. Amen. That representation of authority and power and my might. Raise that thing over that water and then place your, hand, your other hand over the water. And we know the Bible says that it didn't happen instantly. The Bible says through the course of the night, the Lord created a strong east wind. And man, a miracle was performed when the waters began to push off up to the right and up to the left and created dry ground for the Israelites to walk on. Walk across on. Huh? You know what tripped me out when I was reading? I said, check out the devil and all those officials. They thought they were going to be able to step into the miracle working power of God. The Bible says they try to go on to travel onto that dry ground. And God said, nah, you ain't going to experience none of my working power, Satan. Amen. He told Moses, raise your hand back over the water. Raise it. He didn't tell him to raise the staff this time. He told him, raise your hand back over the water, and you're going to see the deliverance of the Lord. Guess what? Pharaoh, all of the chariots, all of the horsemen, all of the officials got swallowed up in that ocean water. Wiped out. Amen. And I thought to myself, man, that is, the, that is a depiction of the work that was done on the cross of Calvary's hill for me and you. Amen. The devil is defeated and he knows that. But you want to know something? Until his final day of judgment in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, the Bible says he's going to be a throne in a lake of sulfur forever and ever. Until his final day of judgment, guess what? He has to wander the earth. A him and a third of his angels that lost their place in heaven. And ever since then, he's been wreaking havoc on mankind. Let me tell you something about the devil. He has a lot of experience with mankind, my friend. Amen? Right? Turn your Bibles. No, I'm going to read it for the sake of time. In Ephesians chapter 10, verse 13, and I'm almost done. The Bible says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Does it say that he may come and play, he may come or he may not? Against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, now listen to this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against your neighbor, against your coworker, against, uh, you know, whoever. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Very, very serious film to watch here this morning. Amen. You look around today's world, mass shootings. Come on, man. Oh, it's a mental case. Oh, it's, you know, 
uh, they got mad because they got fired, so they went back into the employment site and, and shot up everybody and shot up the boss and the coworkers and all these innocent people. You know, all these arguments that are trying to define and depict why these events are happening. When I'm watching film, the Bible describes him as a murderer. And I see nothing short of the devil, his very self, behind the scenes, working. Are you hearing me this morning? This is very, very serious film to watch. I want to challenge, challenge you. When you drive around, amen, you know, really watch film when you go through the neighborhood. I was talking to a drug addict the other day, amen, and I'm sitting there listening to him. I'm sitting there hearing him, but I'm also seeing, you know, uh, how a force of evil has got him wrapped up. It's been lying to him, has been taken from him, stealing, killing, and destroying one day at a time in his life. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? Try to be sensitive to what's really going on in today's world. We as Christians are very fortunate, unlike the unsaved or unlike the unchurched. The Bible describes them as spiritually ignorant or walking dead in their transgressions. They're not saved yet. They haven't been woken up spiritually yet. Amen? We are very fortunate to be able to watch film. We're very, very fortunate to be able to, to watch film this morning on our number one opponent, on the opposition here this morning. Amen? When I was in the world, I didn't take time to contemplate, think about the reality of the devil. I just, I was, I was, when the bad that I chose to do, there wasn't no, there was no spiritual enlightenment about what I was doing. I was just doing it. Are you following me this morning? Right? We are very fortunate to be able to study film. I want to give you some AKAs on the devil real quick. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up pretty soon here. You guys know what AKAs are, right? Come on now. You should give, come on now. Come on, some of you gave plenty of AKAs to the popo, to the police. AKA is an acronym that stands for also known as, right? Here's some AKAs of the devil. He's the ruler of demons in Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. He's the God of this world in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 41. And if you're writing notes, write these down. He's known as the wicked one in Matthew chapter 13, verse 19. He's also known as a serpent, which is also known as a large snake in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. He's also known as an adversary or an enemy in Job chapter 1. Then he's known as a murderer in John chapter 8, verse 44. The father of lies in John chapter 8, verse 44. He's also known as a dragon in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. He's also known as Lucifer in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. The prince of the power of the air in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. The roaring lion, like I just read out of 1 Peter, he's also known as a tempter, a tempter in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. And he's also known as the spirit, the spirit, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, right? And then in the conclusion of that, Ephesians 2, verse 2, the spirit who is now at work in the children of disobedience. I'm going to share three things with you, and then I'm closing. Oh, yeah, Pastor Kim is right He normally ends right about now. So if I start going a little too long, you guys go like this to me, look. No, I'm just kidding. I used to do that to speakers in the back way back in the days. I used to go. Randall used to, always, Randall used to watch me get a kick out of it. I knew you were going to do that, Pastor Jerry. I knew that brother was going too long. I knew it was just a matter of time before you got up. Of course, I didn't whistle, but I, brother. Three ways to uh, win the devil daily and keep him under your feet where he belongs. Keep him suppressed, oppressed. How many can say amen? Always remember, all the devil could do is oppress you and tempt you. This word oppress means outward attack. It means outward, uh, 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 comes at you outwardly only. He can't possess us and try to uh, uh, have complete reign and steer the ship. Are you hearing me? Can't do that. You're a born-again Christian. How many can say amen? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
All he can do is oppress you and tempt you. Amen? Now, you got to remember something. He knows exactly what your appetite is. you got to remember we belonged to him at one time. And you were right there. He was right there feeding it, helping to feed it. Feed it. Feed it, right? So he kind of has an idea on what, li what, what you likes, your likes and your dislikes. All he can do is dangle that out in front of you. It's up to us to stand. It's up to us to resist. And I looked up that word resist too, and it means a to, to uh, forcefully push against or something. So it suggests the idea of a, of a wrestle, or like a, some sort of match. Or You have to uh, 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 resist. How many can say amen? It's up to us to be alert. Are you hearing me? To be of sober mind. To make conscience realistic with some sound reasoning decisions during practical living. If it ain't good for you, say no. If it's not healthy for your testimony, say no. How many can say amen? Amen, right? If it's not morally correct, learn how to say no, my friend. You, it's up to us to, know, to want to be able to stand. How many can say amen? To resist. Because the Bible says right here that he will come and in, in uh, First Peter, that he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Right? James chapter 4, verse 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That sounds like a pretty simple uh, uh, recipe, right? We got to resist the devil and he'll flee. Number two, so remember, all he can do is suppress you and tempt you. Number two, desire what pleases God. Desire what pleases Jesus, my friend. That what you desire, you think about. That what you desire, you think about. And let me tell you, you do a lot of thinking about it. And you know that. I know that. Because it's reality, and God knows that. And as a man thinks, the Bible says, so is he. It's important to keep your desire in check. The buck stops with you. Responsibility falls right into your lap. Are you hearing me this morning? So we got to keep our desires in check. But I'm challenging you this morning to desire what pleases Jesus. Amen. Some of you singles are desiring a husband. Man, God will bring a husband. Amen. God can bring a wife, my friend. Some of you are looking for work. God can bring that job. Are you hearing me this morning? Some of you are looking for a new car and you start tired of taking a bus. God can bring that new car on his timetable. Are you hearing me this morning? He says in his word that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desire of your heart. Amen. The, chance, the problem is sometimes people, amen, uh, put that on, a, on the back burner or, or put, it, put that as a secondary and try to do things their way. But he says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desire of your heart. Amen. Keep coming to church. Keep cracking that Bible open and learning a little bit here and there. Keep coming to church, amen. Keep, man, doing what's right. Keep getting those kids ready and bringing them. Keep making this altar call like I talked about earlier, my friend. Desire what pleases God here this morning, right? Be an honest person, a good person. And I can go on and on this morning. But on the contrary, the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 4 and 14, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own fleshly desire and, in, and tempted. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Amen? I'd rather do the first one. I'd rather do the first one. Amen? The first one is delighting myself in the Lord. I don't want to be dragged away and enticed by my own fleshly desire. It takes a real woman or a real man to serve Jesus. Amen. It's easy to become easily susceptible and a victim, not a victor. How many can say amen? Right? Number three this morning. And I, oh, I forgot to, I'm going to include this real quick. I forgot I put Pastor Kevin right here. Can you imagine if, Pastor, if the Lord empowered Pastor Kevin to do like a desire check? Like he had an x-ray machine or something, maybe in his office. And he said... Brother Juan, come on in here, brother. Come on in. You know how they have at the airport nowadays? Those 3D, uh, they can just walk through it. And desire check time. And all your, des your desires are right there. Pastor Kevin, uh, uh, right? Can you imagine that? 
Can you imagine if he had some kind of like machine? He's Pastor Danny, come on in, brother. <laughs> Sister Margaret, am I speaking of Pastor Danny? Are you laughing at Pastor Danny? Come on over here. Right? Walk on in. And there's the desires right there. Bam, plain as day. Huh? The Lord got an x-ray machine, my friend. We learned last week from Pastor Kevin, and I was going to preach that message that Pastor Kevin, he didn't preach it, but he, he expounded on how God is perfect in knowledge. I already had the scripture in Psalms 136, verses 1 through 6, where he says he knows or when we wake up, he knows, he knows us, and how he talks about when we wake up, he knows our comings and our goings, and he describes all that. I had that scripture already in my phone already. Right? The Lord's got an x-ray machine. He knows what's pressing. He wants to be pressed upon. He wants his desires to come to pass. I'm sorry. His desires to come to pass for our lives. Amen? Right? So desire what pleases God here this morning. Number three. I think we need a stronger dislike, dislike towards the works of the devil. To the point where we're mindful of his works daily. Not to where you're just, you're, you become like mystical. And I remember one time I was in the fellowship hall. I was laughing when I saw that. I'm sorry, I'm going to tell one more story real quick. I was talking to a brother in the back, and it was the, the fellowship hall was almost empty. And then I was talking to this brother, and out of nowhere he goes, Whoa, did you see that? <laughs> Do you remember I told you? And I was like, Brother, see, brother, see what, brother? <laughs> no, no, serious. I was talking about the men's bathroom. And my back was turned towards the bathroom back there. And he was talking to me, and he goes, whoa, did you see that? And I go, see what? He's all, that black thing against the wall went that way. Or it, went, it just went like that. I said, black thing, but, but like a shadow, it went that way, like that. Oh, this is a church of, you know? <laughs> well, anyways, that's kind of like mystical or whatever. But nah, man, that we become alert, sober mind, like I talked about earlier. We dislike the works of the devil. I mean, it does something to you when you see that drug addict. It does something to, you, something to you when you see the homeless. Amen? Right? Now, I don't, I don't believe the devil's behind all homelessness because there are some people that just have it rough, especially nowadays. Market's all high. People can't rent. Play, you know, so there, it's, there's reasons for certain conditions. But I, mean, I believe the enemy is behind a lot of that homelessness. Because a lot of them are drug addicts, and a lot of them are doing the, you know, right? But man, when we walk around and we see, or we drive around, we see that, that, you know what? It begins to incite you. It begins to do something to your spirit, man. How many can say man? Or when you know what? When you hear your families fighting against each other, or your siblings are fighting against each other, man, you know already, man, that's not, that's not healthy. That's not, that doesn't, that's not uh, uh, desiring what pleases God. How many can say man? That could be every well be something behind the scenes trying to bring, kind of kill and destroy, uh, still kill and destroy. But you know what? My point is right now is to have a strong, stronger dislike towards the works of the devil. Amen? That we just not like the world and just kind of traveling along every day, you know, that person, you know, you know, that person uh, 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 disrespects you on the freeway, you know, and, or whatever. You know, you guys, you guys get what I'm saying, right? And we're, 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 we're a little more just spiritually aware of what's going on in today's world to the point where, you know what, man, it does something to you. You know what the Bible says in 1 John? 1 John 3.8, now watch this. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Wow. When I read that, man, I was like, um, man, Lord. That's the reason why he came, is to destroy. So when we see the works of the devil, we're just not cruising like the world does. We're just not going at their pace. Are you hearing me this morning? Man, let it do something in you. Let it, let it develop a strong dislike towards what he is doing in this world. Amen? My wife and I, man, my wife cried. I was at the point of tears the other day with that little kid that died at that school, man. Amen? When they, when, uh, nine days later, he died because some kids pounded on him, and he fell back and hit his head on a rock or something. A little, little kid, man. What is going on? Are you hearing me this morning? If he's not playing around, 
Why should we play around? Huh? He is out to steal, kill, and destroy. I want us to stand this morning. I'm not going to go any further. I want to make an altar call. I believe we have some people that are incited this morning. I know there's, without a doubt, there are some of us here, and I'm, I'm one of them. I have family members that are unsaved. I have relatives that are still pounding liquor. I, st I have relatives right now that are still fighting. Fighting, man. Literally, hands on. Family members fighting. Right? And I'm here to tell you, so, the devil knows how to appeal to the flesh. He did that, and Pastor Kevin confirmed my message last night when he, he sent out an email, and he talked about when Jesus was brought to the highest point in the temple. Amen. But what did he do to Jesus right there? He appealed to his flesh on three separate occasions. He appealed to that Godne. Everybody say Godne. Just kidding. He appealed to the flesh, and it's true. He still does that today, this morning. Amen. Some of you here, man, you've been feeling good because you come to church. You're going out one week, two weeks, three months, four months. Some of you have been here now going out five years. I want you to know that pleases God, but it doesn't please the devil. This morning. But I know we got a, a generation of people here this morning that have some added determination. After this message and the, the, the film that we've watched this morning on the, oh, uh, the number one opponent number one opposition here this morning this is all from the very words of God this morning it's there for a reason he's not out to play games he plays for keeps amen he's not out just to make you feel good for a little while amen he's out to destroy kill steal and destroy testimony character integrity man pastor art taught me about integrity years ago and I, I thank God for that that through the word of God, I was discipled to be a man of integrity and character. Are you hearing me this morning? Does that mean I'm perfect? No, man, but I've come a long way, my friend. Are you hearing me this morning? From a man that had no integrity, no character, God wants to continue adding substance into your very life this morning. But I'm here to tell you the devil wants to, just like the roaring lion, little by little, just take, devour, completely wipe out, annihilate. But if you got some added determination this morning and you see what's going on in your family, you see what's going on in your neighborhood, you see what's going on and you say, man, you know what? I am disappointed in a, in a godly manner. I am disappointed at the works of the enemy. I want to do something about it in my personal life, for my family, for the neighborhood, whatever it may be this morning. I want you to come. I'm going to pray for God's anointing upon your life. I'm going to pray for supernatural ability. That when you stand, you stand for a long time. Hallelujah. That when you're alert, you become more alert on a consistent basis. You're no longer naive. Hallelujah. You're no longer, amen, ignorant. Hallelujah. Of the way he operates. I, we watched some good film this morning. We watched some good film this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.